Hi, hi, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies, host of the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. And I'm really excited today to continue our conversation on this podcast about social media networks. We started it out the year with the social media trends, the 2022 trends, uh, and we caught up with all of the Tech Pixie coaches about the trends at the, on the various networks. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go to the techpixies.com forward slash free resources page, and you'll be able to uh, look at the 2022 trends, listen to them, watch them, etc. We've also been talking about uh, Google and getting started on Google, and uh, we've also highlighted some students who've done really, really well with their social media since doing the Tech Pixies course. I want to carry on this dialogue of social media with our guest today, Mildred Talabi. And Mildred is like Tech Pixies in the sense that she 100% believes that women should take off their invisibility cloak and become visible online. And she particularly feels strongly about this with regards to LinkedIn. Now, Mildred, we have had a lot of women come through Tech Pixies who were afraid of LinkedIn or they set up a LinkedIn account uh, t 20 years ago or 10 years ago and never looked at it again. Uh, so I would love to talk to you about that. Um, so thank you so much for coming today and uh, give us a little bit of, a, of a, a history as to why you love LinkedIn and why you think women should be visible on LinkedIn. Oh, awesome. Thank you for having me, Joy. So, so exciting to be here. And yes, I am a tech pixie person at heart. I totally, totally love tech, especially LinkedIn. Now, um, I like to say that LinkedIn changed my life. And, <laughs> and it sounds like a bit of an exaggeration, but really, uh, just take you back a little bit. So my career background is I trained as a journalist, worked in the media um, for a bit before shifting to PR and communications. But um, along the way, I always had a side hustle. So I had a business on the side for like 12 years plus, you know, and LinkedIn was the place where my personal brand was built and, you know, established and marketed. So it was like the meeting ground between that world, my, my day job and my evening job, you know, my business. So I always kind of use the platform as a place to, you know, be visible myself, even though at the time I didn't know that I was being visible. I didn't know I was building my personal brand. I was just on LinkedIn, putting stuff out on LinkedIn. But there was never really any kind of strategy to it or consistency to it until tw um, two years ago, beginning of 2020, I decided that, you know, well, I'm going to go all in on this platform because I can see it has potential. So I'm going to go all in, really kind of start posting every single day and really intentionally build my personal brand from there. And when I did, oh my God, just like everything just took off, <laughs> you know, at a, at a great level. So that's why I say it's changed my life because it's allowed me to build a life, build my business around, you know, what I do, what I love, helping other women to be visible and use the platform to change their own lives. So it's an amazing platform once you understand how it works. Well, and that's the power of actually learning how to leverage a platform that's the power of it. If mm -hmm. you can figure out how to use the platform, you can then leverage it to grow your business or to launch a book, uh, all these other things. So now you are an author, you've written a book. Tell us a book about the book that you wrote. Ah, yes, four times author, Joy, four times. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> how that dare you? quite a challenge to write four books. So well done on doing that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'll, I'll tell you about the last one because it's the most relevant. But um, um, so my fourth book is my LinkedIn book called Start Being Visible. And really, it does what it says on the tin. It's all about how you can start being visible. So it gives you like the practical 
aspects of what do you start being visible on LinkedIn, how to build your brand, raise your profile and grow your business through LinkedIn. So everything that you need to do to do that in relation to your profile, your content, audience, finding your audience and engagement. And as well as we talk about the whole issue of why do you need to be visible? Why does it matter? You know, because before we start with the external stuff of how to do it, we need to know why we're doing it. And then we need to get over the barriers that stop us, especially women, from being visible in the first place. So that's what my book talks about in a nutshell. It addresses all of that. And then it gives you real practical strategies to go ahead and start your journey to being visible on LinkedIn. I love that. And everything you just said is what we live for at Tech Pixies. You know, we understand really, really strongly that you can teach a woman how to uh, use social media, but if they have underlying subconscious blockages mm -hmm. that stop them from using it, uh, and we've identified several of them, the one one of the ones we identified for LinkedIn is imposter syndrome. And, mm -hmm. you know, sort of getting, understanding what it is and understanding how to break through that barrier. So we, at TechPixies, we do a lot of subconscious reprogramming. So we use brain primes to help people to change the existing neuropathway and replace it with a new neuropathway. And uh, particularly with imposter syndrome, it has to do with actually taking an inventory of what you really have accomplished in your life mm -hmm. and looking at all the things that you have done and realizing actually, no, you, you have done a lot. You are quite accomplished and it's okay to shout about that, you know, because one of the things we say about LinkedIn is it's, it is the bragging network. It is a network that you are allowed to and encouraged to, brag on because uh, unlike other places, it's a little bit of peacock feathering. You know, you're sort of showing what you showing what you can do because you're there to help other businesses uh, or other individuals improve what they're trying to improve. So yeah. let's talk about how you address helping women um, become more visible uh, on LinkedIn in particular. So what are some of the blocks that you see women face on LinkedIn? Apologies for the phone in the background. <laughs> <laughs> no worries at all no worries but yeah so exactly what you're saying is is that whole imposter syndrome is definitely a big one it's kind of a lot of women are intimidated by LinkedIn as a platform whereas they're not intimidated by Facebook or Instagram because you know people are sharing pictures of cats and babies and shoes and things like that you know but on LinkedIn it's kind of like oh my god I I need to I need to share something that's deep and clever that makes that puts me so there's all this kind of pressure to be professional you know and right there is a problem I always say to people it's like um LinkedIn is not a professional network in terms of like you have to put on this suit and tie to go there it's like it's got the same thing that every other platform has and that's people you know and been beyond the professional ex, you know exterior we are all people on the inside so the same thing that works to connect with people on other platform works on LinkedIn as well sharing your stories being a bit more personable you know being a bit vulnerable like just opening up and not just being all suited and booted all the time so I know that that's one of the things that that, that hold women back is this whole I have to be this version of myself you know and then also another barrier that's also um a, a big one as well it's kind of like the the fear of the this oh there's so many because I've actually got seven common fears <laughs> you know seven seven common fears an article but I think one of the big ones for business women in particular um is the fear of being salesy you know so 
because there's that whole thing of what we talked about. You have to promote yourself. And then it's kind of like, okay, so if I promote myself, so there's two that's tied in. For businesswomen, it's fears of being salesy. And then for non-businesswomen, as well as businesswomen, fears of the fear of appearing boastful. So it's how do I promote myself without people thinking that A, I'm being, I'm boasting, or B, that I'm being kind of really salesy about like, this is what I do and work with me. And, you know, so because of that fear, a lot of women do the complete opposite, which is do nothing. You know, mm -hmm. it's much safer if I say nothing. It's much safer if I just show up on LinkedIn and maybe like other people's posts, but I never put out my own content because I don't Yeah, so rather than take make the effort to learn how to post in a way that uh, serves them from a sales perspective and elevating their profile perspective mm -hmm. without feeling those feelings. Yeah, we, we talk, you know, at Tech Bigs, as we say, there's a situation and then there's thoughts and emotions around that situation. The thoughts and emotions repeated over and over again formulate your belief system. You make decisions out of your belief system. Mm -hmm. And then you the, usually the decision is, do I take action or do I not take action? So you've described that ex exactly the way we would in the sense that someone is going to post on LinkedIn and then they have this thought, oh, that's too salesy. And then they believe that salesy is wrong because that's actually the, that's the belief is that being mm -hmm. salesy is wrong and that they, you know, and then they say, okay, well, I'm going to make a decision not to post it because I don't want to be salesy. And then because they actually, the, the issue is the feelings around sales. In those two situations, what, what are your advice, number one, about helping women um, to sell confidently? Uh, and also helping women to share their accomplishments, uh, you know, without without those those fears of that they have. We 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 talk about cognitive bias a lot, a technical mm -hmm. spotlight effect, and thinking everyone's thinking about you when they're really not. And, they're not. They're you know. not. <laughs> yeah. So, but in terms of sales, I mean, I I have definitely um, I've read a lot of books to help me feel comfortable selling and to understand selling as a service. And, you know, we have enough evidence in, in our alumni to know that it was worth it for me to sell them the program because it worked for them. It changed their lives. We had a message just the other day from a woman who um, she earned her first 199 pounds uh, in, you know, many, many years separate to her husband. And we had somebody else who went back to work after 14 years uh, and is now, you know, able to financially contribute to her family. Uh, another woman who went back to your work after 17 years. Um, so, you know, we have we have huge uh, success stories there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with the subconscious reprogramming. What do you do to help women overcome their fear of selling and and to be able to confidently talk about their accomplishments? Yeah, I, I think we're just we're on the same page. Joy. Are we are we part of the same company? <laughs> we should be. <laughs> But honestly, that is exactly with the selling thing. It's that whole mindset shift around selling is serving, you know. So for me, that was a big like, whoa, because all this time you get told that, you know, you think of sales and you think of these sleazy sales. Sorry, guys, mainly guys, salesmen who are just trying to sell you stuff that you don't want. So nobody wants to be that person. But when I got to understand, and one of the books that really helped me with this, and I always recommend this to my ladies as well, it's um, Go Give Us Sell More. You know, I think that's Bob Berg, Go Give Us Somo. The whole Go Give Us series is, is amazing, but Go Give Us Somo, it really takes it to the root level of that. When you're selling, the actual root word is to serve. So you're actually serving people. So then if you flip it on its head and if you don't sell to people, you are not serving them to, to your fullest potential or theirs. You're not giving them the opportunity, like you said, to change their lives. You know, so women who've come on my LinkedIn program literally... I've seen women go from kind of 
you, you know, you get to your late later on in life, 30s, 40s, 50s, and you've gone your whole life kind of being suppressed and not being seen and being hidden. And then they've done my program and they've come out on the other side and you think, oh, it's just LinkedIn, Mildred, but it's not LinkedIn because it's the process of showing up and bringing your real self to the table and letting people see who you are and then for and being appreciated for it because as you start doing that you will find your tribe you'll find your community and people will engage with your stuff and that gives you a new level of confidence and identity and if I don't give them this opportunity they will spend the rest of their lives like they have for the last 30 40 years so for me it's my obligation to sell and I, this is what I teach my ladies if you understand that you are serving your clients your potential customers when you sell to them it shifts it because then it's not about you, it's about them, you know? And when it's about them, then the language follows. And, and it's because you're not thinking about how can I get somebody's money? It's about how can I help? How can yeah, I- Yeah, absolutely. How can I help? Yeah. And, and how can I have a greater impact in this world? And no, 100%, I, you know, I'm with you on that so much. And I think uh, one of the books that helped me was Lisa Sasevich's book, Meant for More. And she really uh, dives into your personal sales story um, and, and helps you to reframe that and understand, like we said, selling as serving. But I think I think books are a fantastic way they are. to uh, very quickly, very easily and with very low investment advance yourself. Now, I did. Um, I was reading your bio and I was laughing. I was like, we really we really are a lot alike. You're a podcast junkie. You're a book junkie. So, you know, I am too. I, I yeah, I know. I know. I know. I These are real books. They're not props. <laughs> but I, that is one of the, you know, the greatest tools. What I would say is when someone then has read a book or, um, you know, and, and has learned something, often authors will sell a product afterwards. Part of the book is part of the marketing material to get someone interested in the program. But what I always say is that Tech Pixies, and I'm sure you would say this about your own program, it's not, you're not investing in Tech Pixies. You're not investing in me. You're investing in you. Uh, it's the people get that wrong. They think I'm investing in a program, uh, but then, you know, they're not. If they buy the program and never show up, that doesn't serve mm -hmm. anybody. So, you know, when you, when you are looking at programs to join and learn and do on a deeper level than what you might get in a book, then, you've really got to think this is an investment in me. This is an investment in my future. And um, and it's not an investment in that person and it's not an investment in that company. It's an mm. investment in you. And you. it's going to take your time, your energy and your effort to actually get the results. You know, both of us know if someone doesn't show yeah. up and do the work, they're not going to get the results. Yeah, I, I actually have a post coming about this next week, <laughs> this very same subject. So I posted today about investing and how I constantly invest time and energy and money into learning about LinkedIn and stuff. And I've got a post coming next. You see, I plan in advance. You must plan your content in advance, but because it's been in my head for a while, but exactly what you're saying about the program works. Because a lot of people complain, I did this program, I did this, it didn't work, the promise that it works when you work it. You know, so when you went exactly what you said, when you understand that when you buy a program, you do a book, whatever it is, you are investing in yourself and you literally put that time and that effort into making it work for you. You will get something out of it, even if it's the worst program in the world. You know, you will get something out of it because there's no learning that you do that goes to waste because you're actually in yourself. that that's a great point. 
<laughs> story of where I bought a really bad program and I learned something. And I think that's what you're saying. You're saying, yes. you know, it's about reflecting and then learning. So when I was, um, oh, this is probably going back 20 years, uh, and I was on the U.S. archery team and I was working for part time. I was working in, in sales. I was learning how to do um, cold calling for life insurance. That's a great way to learn how to do cold, call, you know, how to get okay, into yeah. that. Yeah. So anyway, I, they asked me to give a talk about going for, you know, going for the Olympics. Cause I was going for, I tried out for two Olympic teams and the, you know, the challenges and cause there's a lot of challenges doing that just like there is in building a business. Mm -hmm. My dad used to say to me all the time, there's gold medals in the business world too, Joy. Like you don't <laughs> have to go for sports, you can also go for business, but um, wise words. But I think interestingly enough, I bought this and this was back in the day when you would buy a CD or a tape program. So mm. it wasn't online, but I bought this tape program and it actually put me off buying any other online programs or any other tape programs or whatever for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So um, I, it was a, it was it was one on giving a speech because I'd never given a public speech before. And here mm -hmm. I was being asked to present and they were trialing me for taking me on stage for the bigger event which I obviously was not ready for at all. But I listened to these CDs and the guy who taught the thing said, and I remember it very vividly because I, I did everything he said. I listened to the tapes and I built my thing. So he said, okay, if you have 10 points in your speech, you make point one and then you go on to point two, you link them together. And then when you go to point three, you review point one and two. Mm -hmm. And then you, and then he goes, when you get to point four, you review point one, two, three, and four. And so my, I mean, you can see where this is going. I had 10 points. Yeah. First of all, you should never have 10 points in a speech. Oh, but good. Yeah. By the time I got to about point eight, I'm reviewing one through seven again, yeah. you know, every time. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I followed it to the T. Mm -hmm. And anyway, afterwards, the guy said, don't think we're going to take you on stage. You know, you don't have quite the, the, you don't have the speaking ability, you know, yet. And so I think on the on the one hand, it helped me to recognize, well, maybe that program wasn't that good of a program, but yeah. I wouldn't have known if I didn't actually stand on the stage and give the speech in the first place. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so then I realized, OK, well, that way is not going to work. So now I have to come up with another way of giving a speech. And so, you know, it's, it's I'm, I, I uh, have learned a lot over the years about giving speeches, and I've definitely mm -hmm. learned coming prepared for a speech is important having yeah. a couple points to make rather than 10 you know two or three points is really important but this mm -hmm. goes with social media posts too you know yeah. you, you sort of want to make one or two really sound points and then uh you know sometimes you want to have a call to action to connect with you to work with you to check out this program to read that book etc but it's uh anyway i think if there's an art there's an art to speaking there's an mm -hmm. art on social media um there's an art to speaking to people digitally. So mm -hmm. I could have bought that program, listened to it, and then never spoken at an mm -hmm. event. And I wouldn't have known A, that the program was bad, or B, that, that that you know, I wouldn't have known where I stood, right? So that's mm -hmm. that's half the battle. When someone's just getting started on LinkedIn, so at Tech Pixies, like I said, we're working mostly with women who they might have created an account ages ago and it's dormant, or they've just, just created an account to sort of get themselves out there. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we encourage them to do is get their profile set up so that they yeah. can start to connect with people that they used to know. And we always tell them to direct message people that they worked with in the past and get some recommendations and, mm -hmm. and just reconnect with people, you know, because you want to start to build up different areas. People are nervous about reaching out to people that they worked with previously. Mm. Um, why is that in so so important to, to build up the network by direct messaging people you've worked with previously and really connecting with them? 
Yeah, because as the, the cliched saying goes, it's not what you know, it's who you know, <laughs> you know. Or here's another cliche, well, your network is your net worth, <laughs> you know. So there's plenty more, but the point is the same, is people are important, you know. And when you're starting out on a platform like LinkedIn, don't go from scratch. Yeah, start with people you already know and broaden out from there. So it is important to do those outreach. And again, this is that whole thing, I get more women, we don't want to. We don't want to be an inconvenience, you know. I just. I don't want to inconvenience anyone by just asking them to connect with me or just asking them to do a recommendation. Please, if you don't ask, you don't get. There's only two outcomes to asking. One is yes, and one is no. There's a fifty percent chance it'll be one or the other. But if you never ask, you don't. You don't know which one it is. So it is again. It's all that whole thing of us just trying to just hold back and reserve. So, but it is important that you start building your network that's key you know build your network on linkedin start with people you already know and broaden it out from there because that's gonna your linkedin community needs to be like a diversity of you know if you're in business you know potential um audience potential clients your target audience it also needs to be like your peers you know other people who inspire you in the field so you can learn from them and then yes you need your colleagues and your your friend's mom and all those people that you actually know in real life as well, because they play a part in it. Because the beauty of LinkedIn is that whole first, second, third degree connection thing. So your first degree connections, people you're directly connected with, it gives you access to their second, their connection so that they become your second degree connections. So, and then it's the third, we, we're not, we're not, go, we're not going to go to geeky on that, <laughs> you know? So, but just so you know that the more people you connect with, the wider your reach so that is an important place to start in terms of building your network on LinkedIn um I also want to touch on two things so on a LinkedIn profile you have your profile picture you also have sort of the banner if you will on your LinkedIn profile page we talk about those being important at Tech Pixies um it's important to put a professional picture up even if it's just you against a wall and then you you know put and, and we do recommend like a brick wall or a colored wall or something that pops a little bit. Um, but you can also take a picture of yourself on a white wall and then you can uh, use the tools, the, the, you know, the tools to, to remove the background and put in a different color or something like that just to make it pop out a little bit. But we do talk about making sure that your picture is um, relevant to what you look like now. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes people put up pictures from 20 years ago and then when yes. people then get on a phone call with you or see you in a meeting or a Zoom call, not a phone call, but a Zoom call, which is now the replaced phone calls really. Yeah. Uh, they see you and they're like, but you don't look anything like what you looked on your profile. So we do recommend getting headshots, you know, not regularly, but every couple of years updating that. And then that cover space. I mean, we sort of tell people it's important to use because um, you can tell when people aren't using it, they haven't got the, they haven't got as much knowledge of the network. So it's one of those things mm -hmm. that just sort of says, you know, I'm, I'm really using this network um, yeah. professionally. What do you have on your cover? Right now, I have my, and, and by the way, I totally agree that those four areas that I always tell people are, are the ones that we, we see immediately. Profile, banner, your picture, yeah, so your profile picture, the banner, your about section, and um, your headline. Those are four key areas of your LinkedIn profile that you want to make sure is sharp. So my banner, um, it changes depending on what I'm doing. Sometimes I use my banner as promotional, like when I've got a masterclass coming up, I'd put up a banner. You know, right now my banner just has my LinkedIn top voices um, thing, you know, and um, the reason I have I have the LinkedIn top voices banner is because at the moment I am partly 
in business and I'm partly employed as well. So I'm juggling both worlds again. I'm back to the place of being an employee and a business owner. So I needed a neutral banner, which just speaks to that. But in relation to your banner, that is your personal billboard. You know, your banner is your personal billboard. It's important that you use that to to scream and shout, you know, like about whatever it is that you want to scream and shout about that you want people to know about you. So I'm just bringing yours up. So those we have some people who watch live. So I just wanted to bring that up. And I love what you said about creating a uh, a banner that's neutral for both. you know, if you've got a uh, if you've got a job and also you're running a business, I think that's that's really great advice is finding something that is sort of neutral. I'm just going to zoom back out a little bit so people can see that better. Um, and and there's a bunch of features that you can have now. So you know, you've got obviously you've got the ring around your profile. Talk to us more about that. I've got there's a video. So there's a cover video. Um, when you play, it probably interrupt the live, but when you click my picture it will give you a little intro video, you know, about me. So oh, there we go. <laughs> there you go. There's the video. Yeah. Perfect. So there's, yeah. So if you have a, if you see a circle around someone's profile, that then leads to a video, an, an introduction video, which then also has a message button in there. Do you get, do you find you get messages from that? So, and this is actually a very new feature that, um, not the video itself, that's been going for at least six months or so, but I changed my video recently last week and I had messages from people who said, oh, I love your videos. I said, how do you know that I changed my video? I'm like, I didn't know, you know, they said LinkedIn notified me. You know, Interesting. So thought, wow. Yeah, I didn't, so you even, could I leverage, didn't know that LinkedIn does that. You, you could know? leverage that circle mm-hmm. and that video. You could be changing that video out every week. Exactly. Nice. That's exactly what I started thinking. I was like, oh, so it notifies you. So every time I change my video, it's going to notify people. I'm going to change it more often. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And then yeah. here you've got the sound. That which... right there is such a cool feature. Loads of people miss. But if you click it, it tells you I pronounce my name for you. So yeah. my surname, Talabi, you know, people often struggle with. It's not hard, but just knowing how to pronounce it, but just recording it on there. So it's like Mildred Talabi. So you hear it, you know exactly how to pronounce my name. So if we're doing a podcast interview like this, you don't need to ask me at the beginning because you would have heard it. So yeah. that's the feature. If you've got an unusual name or a name that people get mixed up a lot, record it on your profile. And that can you can just do that on your mobile and record the audio next to your name. Great. Well, it's wonderful to be able to show off your uh, your your LinkedIn a little bit. And if you haven't, uh, if you can't see it because you're not uh, watching this, you're listening to it, please go uh, and check out the show notes of the podcast because we will link to Mildred's um, LinkedIn profile. Uh, and I think um, it's just great to speak to somebody who speaks the same language, who believes that women should be visible online. Uh, and I think what I can tell you is what we know is when women become visible online, their businesses grow. Uh, the, the people that they can serve grows. Their uh, personal satisfaction with their, uh, you know, their career uh, goes up and their happiness goes up. And it's an art to learn how to present yourself online. But uh, good lighting, a uh, perma smile, uh, a little bit extra energy brings a lot to the table. And I think um, learning how to speak w- in a way where that's the thing when you when you first start doing video online there's a lot of ums and there's a lot of uh um, um, and there's a lot of pauses and the more you do it the more confident you get at it the less of that that you do 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just just do it. Do it and do, do some more. Learn the basics, you know, learn from somewhere like Tech Fixes, learn how to do it and then do it. Practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect when you're practicing the right thing. So, yeah. So um, we, we're just going to wrap up here, but we've got a few live uh, guests here today. So Morin says, we can't connect with you. We can only follow you, but I am following you. You do have a lot of followers. You have 33,949 followers, Mildred. So. <laughs> Don't get lost in the crowd, Maureen. You can reach out and connect. So LinkedIn have hidden the connect button because they want everybody to follow first. They're trying to, you know. So when you have creator mode activated, follow is the default option. But if you scroll down, you can find the connect. So, yeah. But thank you, Maureen. Good to, thanks for the follow. Good to see you. Thanks for tuning in. And Freddie says, good morning. This is a really timely conversation. Thank you. Um, we've also got Sarah Taylor Phillips here, which is wonderful. And Padma here says, yay, two of my favorite women. So hey, Padma, Padma is Padma's the one who actually said, Joy, you've got to interview, interview Mildred. So I'm really glad that she made that connection. Padma's one of our tech fixies. Padma um, is awesome. She is awesome in so many ways. Thank you, Padma. <laughs> shout out to Padma. All right. Well, let me just say uh, I appreciate your time and I appreciate your top tips. They were fabulous. And if people want to connect with you and find you, obviously LinkedIn is, is where you're at. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with people? Where can they get your book if they'd like to get your book? Sure. You can also go to my um, my site, startbeinvisible.com. So and take it. I've got a free test on there. You can discover how visible you really are on LinkedIn. So my free LinkedIn visibility test, go to startvisible, startbeinvisible.com to find that test and take that test. And then there's also a link on that page to get my book, which is called Start Being Visible, you know, if you want it. So yeah, I look forward to connecting with you on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, we might we must get you back for the Joy Book Club, uh, which meets quarterly. So we'll, we'll figure out a time to bring you on to that. And then we'll give the opportunity to women in the book club to win your book as well. Uh, but that sounds like a great plan. Thanks again, Mildred. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Joy. Bye-bye now.